Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to episode four of the Sparks of Skyscrapers podcast. My name is Joe Shapiro, and today we finally have our co-host, Vaughn DeBattista. Vaughn, you can go ahead and introduce yourself to our audience. It's been a long-awaited appearance here for Vaughn. Uh, he's been helping us produce this whole podcast since the very beginning, and he finally gets to join us today. So Vaughn, go ahead and introduce yourself. How's it going, guys? Uh, my name is Vaughn DeBattista. I'm the co-host of the uh, Sparks of Skyscrapers podcast. So blessed to be here. I'm a freshman here at Ursinus. And, uh, you know, me, me and Joe have just been working really hard to get this uh, podcast going. And I'm so, I'm so blessed to be able to finally get on, get on a podcast yeah. and talk to everyone. Uh, today, we have two very special guests, Tate and Max, co-founders of Intuition. Uh, go, guys, go ahead and tell me a little bit about uh, the launch of your brand and what, what it's all about. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, I'm Tate. I graduated from Sinus College in 2018 with a degree in math. Uh, Max and I started this company back up. I guess our LLC was officially approved in February. Um, so we're in the process of web development, but ultimately what intuition is, is we're trying to create a, we're trying to enhance the college student experience. There's no better way to sum it up than those few words. Um, what we're launching first and what we're in web development for is going to be a course review website where students can go on and create a more, you know, transparent process through course registration. There are some tools out there, you know, advisors help as well. What we're really trying to do is get syllabus information out there as soon as possible. So trying to get, you know, numbers of tests that you take, essays, what's their final, things like that, as well as, you know, a little blurb about the class. And same thing goes for the teacher. Um, you know, the same class can be taught by multiple teachers. So we have to include that aspect. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're excited about this. We plan on launching, I think, roughly end of May. That right now is where we're at. Um, but we've started, you know, working on merch ideas. We've gotten our logo finalized. So it's definitely a really exciting process. Absolutely. And this is the first time we've gotten to kind of talk to uh, people that have not exactly started their business yet. And it's a great part of the process to get our audience educated on. So I'm glad that you guys decided to come on. Uh, Max, question for you, the goal of intuition, I know the purpose, but what, what do you want? What do you see as the goal? What do you see as the big picture? Well, I mean, the big thing is the word transparency. And so a uh, big issue in colleges, I mean, we can only speak on our sinus, is that we didn't have access to the syllabus or syllabus-like information when we were looking at different classes to possibly register for. And so, you know, that can be very beneficial to have because if, let's just say, you go into a class, it might not be what you're expected. It could be too overwhelming. And so we want basically students to have a good understanding and grasp of what that class entails so that they're not blindsided by anything. And the big issue, the big issue that comes with that is that let's just say a class is, you know, just too overwhelming. Well, what happens? What do you do? You might have to take a W withdrawal, not great on transcripts. Um, or you might have to drop the class and go for another one, which is even more stressful. College students already have enough stress as it is. And so we just want to create an environment that's, you know, very open, transparent um, about course registration process and also a stress-free environment. Absolutely. And so, yeah, I mean, obviously our goal is to help out as many students and colleges as possible. And so, yeah. So Tate and Max, you guys are both your sinus graduates um, and, and you guys went into business together. So how did you just tell us about like how you guys met and how you guys went into business together? First, starting out how we first met. Uh, it was very early on uh, as freshmen. I lived in uh, in BPS and Tate lived in BWC. Um, a lot of our friends now like are all BPS, but Tate would all often come into BWC and like hang out with us. 
And that's sort of like how we met. I think honestly, it was in like the first couple of weeks of freshman year. So it was really quick. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, we just became friends and we would just, uh, just come up with uh, crazy ideas. And, you know, yeah. this is kind of like how it started, basically. Yeah. That's awesome. And with that, like what motivated you guys to have this idea for intuition? Yeah. So um, going back to probably this started maybe sophomore year, um, freshman year, Max and I were friends. We'd go out, like go to the same parties and stuff, but we didn't really study together. In sophomore year, we had more overlapping classes um, and we started studying together. And of course, you know, we were both very late night people. I mean, we'd be up until like four or 5 a.m. doing work with doing work. And so it ended up being BSing about multi-million dollars ideas, as we would call it, trying to come up with something like that. And so I, I don't know exactly. I think it had to be the fall semester of our junior year, a little later in the year after course registration. We were sitting, I think, in like the failure hall or whatever that is, the big lecture hall there. Ravon is right and, now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. And right there is where we just ended up coming up with this kind of idea. It wasn't fleshed out as much, nearly as much as we have now. Um, but I, we hate to say it, but, you know, procrastinating work is actually how we were able to start a business together. Um, it was put on hold for a while. We entered the UC Imagine, Com the Bayer Innovation Competition at our sinus our junior year. I'm pretty sure, yeah, our junior year. And um, we ended up putting it on hold after that. And, you know, back in January, we started back up working on it, you know, 70 hours plus a week and getting it to the point that it's at now. The entrepreneurship comes with hurdles and it comes with challenges. With this process, what, what have the biggest hurdles been that each of you can answer? You know, what has what your biggest hurdle been, biggest difficulty in this whole process? Um, I mean, starting off, I think Tay and I both agree that the biggest hurdle uh, that we're still, you know, pursuing is the legal side. Um, and that just comes with finding someone, you know, they're not cheap, first and foremost. And, you know, so it comes with just trying to, trying to find someone that can help us on the right path and um, just you know, things that entail such as uh, trademarking is the first and biggest one for us is trademarking um, and others as well. And so just reaching out to different ones and seeing if there's any people that our parents may know or friends may know. Um, so that's been a huge, um, I would say, hurdle that we're trying to conquer. Yeah. And on top of that, I mean, it's been a learning process. I don't know if I could pinpoint it to, you know, one specific thing, but Everything that we're doing here is new to Max and I, um, where we're learning how we learned how to, you know, form an LLC. We're learning how to use social media to market. We're still struggling with that. Obviously, it's not the easiest thing because you have to be very creative when it comes to like what to post online and what's going to actually draw an audience's attention. Um, the nice thing was Max and I had a good base to start with our, you know, friends and family. But the issue is we're trying to target 18 to 25 year olds. Max and I are both at 25 now. Our audience, like our age group and our friend group is getting a little too old. Um, and it's not like that people don't go to college late. It's just, that's not where the majority of people that we're looking at are. And so I would say like the big learning curve between what we used to do with social media for fun and what we're doing now where we have to use it professionally, we have to be consistent with it. And we have to put, you know, relatable content out there. With those challenges, people don't understand that starting a business is hard. It's not easy at, by no means. And so with that, have you ever like thought about just quitting? And if you have, why? No, uh, I could just literally leave it. <laughs> uh, a good answer. But yeah, no, I mean, 
yeah, it's easily no. Um, I think Tay and I are, are too passionate in this project um, to even consider giving up. Um, and we just see so much good coming out of it. Um, and I mean, we're, we have a busy life as it is. Um, and it's only going to get busier. And right now we're, we're balancing, um, you know, balancing pretty well with the, with our real time, you know, real world jobs and also this business. And we're doing a pretty good job of maintaining both. So at no point was I overwhelmed and I, you know, I think that it's going to continue and, you know, just that's the exciting part is where it can go, you know? there's always going to be students. And so this need is never going to go away. And so we think that it can do a lot of good for students. So I want to kind of uh, touch on something that I, I don't, I kind of have started to touch on with a lot of our guests, which is kind of your upbringing. What did you guys spend your time doing when you were growing up? Yeah. Um, I mean, so I grew up playing every sport under the sun. I don't think there wasn't one I played competitively at some point in my life. Um, I know from a young age, I started off playing soccer and tennis. My family was really big into tennis. And so those are the two sports I sort of carried with me throughout life. Um, really enjoyed those. But, you know, as a kid, actually, my biggest motivation, which it's it, funny, it sort of was trying to live an entrepreneur lifestyle, but I wanted to be a surgeon and you know, have my own practice, an orthopedic surgeon specifically. Um, obviously, I graduated with a degree in mathematics, so that really didn't pan out. But <laughs> um no, like from, I think, a young age, one of my best friend's dad, he was the head of a, a department, a radiation oncology department at a hospital by me. He, I always talked to him. He was a surgeon. I, it sounded really cool. I loved the idea. I had a few family, uh, family members that were doctors and surgeons. And I was like, this is awesome. And, you know, I, I ended up pivoting, which is you know, a very valuable life skill to learn that not everything's going to work out perfectly. But I ended up pivoting my junior year of college to a different major and a completely different career focus. But that was really how I was brought up. I wanted, I was motivated to do something on my own, um, but it was not in the industry that I ended up in. What about, Max? What about you, Max? Yeah, I mean, same start. Uh, sports was basically life. Uh, I played everything as well. Um, I just loved the competition um, and just, just getting out there and being a part of a team, so to speak. Um, for me, at a young age, uh, I, I gravitated towards like science and math classes and sort of that evolved as I got older to then shadowing physicians. And so that led me down the pre-health track or pre-med track in college, um, pre-med throughout, throughout all four years, neuroscience degree. And so medical school was on my mind. Um, and then that I, told, I knew I wanted to take a gap year and basically found out that maybe this isn't right for me. And so I've been on the uh, physician assistant uh, program side and applying uh, you know, to try to get in there. But the competition, problem solving, tinkering, like all those um, things really was passionate in. Um, and so as we move into this kind of entrepreneur life, um, those things kind of check off is that, you know, never ending, there's always something to do and you always have to figure out how to solve a problem because there's always going to be something. And, and I, I kind of figured that you guys were both going to have kind of that sports, that sports answer. And also, you know, obviously your time at better sinus with, with each, with each of your respective majors. But I, the thing, the, the connection that I made when I was thinking about that actually before the show with intuition, essentially what it is, is you're giving people the opportunity 
to see a class in a different light that, you know, you're describing what a class is like and trying to help the students. You guys were busy in college. You guys played sports, right? The problem that you saw, I see it as well, is I don't know if I have time to do certain classes. Uh, and I thought it was really interesting that, that you guys both kind of played sports. And I'm sure you had probably the same problems as I did um, in that aspect. So, so I, thought, I thought that was really cool. Um, going off of that, working together, what's that like? What are some advantages? What are some disadvantages? I'm sure you guys have gotten into uh, your fair share of, of little uh, arguments or what have you. Or I don't know if you argue or not, but what, what's it been like working with a, with a co-founder? Yeah, I mean, I can start off here, but it, it's been surprisingly a lot more calm than our personal like lives. <laughs> like when we when we meet up to go out or something like that, is a lot more argumentative than intuition has been, which is a shock, I think, to both of us. Um, I mean, it's been it, it's been actually sort of you know very helpful in the sense of if I'm busy, Max is usually available. If Max is busy, I'm usually available. Um, we have a similar mindset with this. So we're able to sort of move forward without having to check with each other too much. Um, and, you know, nothing that we do, we have found that out. Nothing that we do is really permanent until it's launched, and which is sort of nice where if somebody makes a mistake, we can always go back on it. Um, if, no, if somebody doesn't agree, then maybe we move forward with one thing, we'll have a, uh, we'll have a discussion and then we'll uh, continue on. But um, it, it's been, it's been helpful. I mean, there's been nothing like nothing else like that. I don't think my motivation would be nearly as high if I was working on it alone. Um, cause there's always somebody there to, you know, keep me in check and make sure that, you know, we're doing what we need to do. And I, I'm sure that I do the same for Max. If he gets, you know, preoccupied, we, we can go back to being able to work on this. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think that's probably the biggest advantage is, you know, somebody else there to keep the process moving along when life gets in the way for you. Yeah, and going based off of that, um, Tay and I, like, because we had different majors, we didn't work on projects that often, right? So we didn't know how that would work out. Now, we've hung out a bunch um, and going out, and so that is much different than we um, experienced, and I think we're surprised when it comes to um, the business is because in the real life, like, we'll butt heads all the time. But when it comes down to actually um, – taking the time and being serious on something such as intuition. Um, it's easy for us to really just put all of that away, focus on what's important. And because we both have similar minds when it comes to what we want out of it and what it to look, um, anything that's, that kind of differs in what we'd like to see or any thoughts, it's very minor and one can just, uh, it's just, there's no really, arguments i would say if any it's just very small and minor and maybe trivial i would say um so it's been easy honestly to um work with tate so i think that's been very beneficial especially in the most important start which is that startup phase you know you don't want to be taking forever you guys want to make sure that what you put out is exactly what you imagine it to be and so you it's important to be on the same side there you exactly go. Little shameless plug. There you go. Intuition. Where do you guys see this going? What is your prediction for your success? This this question can be answered in short term and you know long term. Long term. Um, let's go. Let's go long term. Long term. Okay, I was gonna say yeah, because obviously our focus right now is short term, but you know we've thought yeah. about everything. Right. Um. So long term, our our goal would be to get this moving internationally. Um. 
our goal is to, you know, I have connections from, you know, foreign exchange students in Finland that have already reached out and said, I'd love to, you know, push this out there. Obviously, short term, we're looking around the U.S., but long term, we we, we want to get this international. I, I think our biggest goal is to find people to partner with. Um, there's a few great websites out there that sort of fill gaps that we aren't able to fill. And so our goal is to partner with these, you know, either have them buy us out, have us, you know, be a 50-50 partnership, something like that. And that's, you know, way down the line. But it, it's to really create a one-stop shop for college students. There's not a single college student, whether you're community college, whether you go for a year, whether you're in a four-year degree program or even grad school. Um, we want you to download our app or go on our website, sign up for an account, and you'll use this almost every day of your life. Um, obviously, we're not there yet, but I, I have confidence in both Max and myself that we can get there within you know, three to four years, hopefully, is our goal. But we, we don't want this to just be a U.S. college thing or a liberal arts college thing. We want this to be something that people are using internationally and hopefully allowing people to connect internationally as well through it. I want to kind of talk to our audience a little bit. There's plenty of the people that are listening to this podcast that, I mean, obviously that come into the U Imagine Center and, and seek guidance from us. And I want to know what advice that you would give anybody else that's looking to start a startup. Um, and yeah, I mean, just obviously just be very passionate in that project that you want to pursue. And just I think Tay and I both can say that we didn't want to have any regrets down the road saying like, oh, I wish we did this, right? Like if you're passionate in something and sort of the stars align, you have the time. Um, like if there's any silver lining to this, it was the pandemic because it gave, uh, we were, Tay and I were both in a spot where we had more downtime, um, to like pursue this thing. And so, you know, if that all checks out and you're very passionate just go for it, um, you know, you're young, you're in your twenties, um, you know, when you graduate. And so you have time to experiment and honestly just learn from your failures because, Obviously, the saying has been said over and over again, but you learn the most from failing. And so just what do you have to lose, right? So just go for it. Yeah, and I mean, I would just say the biggest thing and the biggest piece of advice Max and I have learned, uh, we don't have any investors. We haven't gotten a grant for this. We're doing this all out of our own pocket. And the biggest piece of advice I could give for anyone that started the process or thinking about starting it is abuse connections. And I, I would say use but using isn't even enough because there are people that I reached out to that were like friends, parents from middle school that I haven't talked to. And I, what am I seven years out of college? So seven years from freshman year in college. So like I haven't been in middle school in over 10 years and I've texted them and, you know, maybe they were lawyers, accountants, something like that, trying to find somewhere, some way for them to help me out. Um, talking to friends, parents that have started their own businesses. I, one of my dad's work friends, formed an LLC recently and I reached out to him like some guy that I've never met before but it's through my dad that I was able to meet him and so that that's not just a big money saver but you get a lot of helpful advice and guidance um any like avenue that you can go down to um Maureen at the U Imagine Center she pointed us in the direction of uh, Venture Cafe which is a yep. Philadelphia um startup sort of round table that they had going on they gave us an idea that we've actually now started to implement into our website. That's awesome. And so we haven't spent a dime on that. I mean, that, that was one of the most helpful things. We would have never gotten that information anywhere else. And I think that that was probably the biggest piece of information. Make time for other people to give you advice, give you feedback. And I guarantee you it'll go a long way. Back in March, 2020, 
you know, the world was hit with the pandemic, as everyone knows, you know, Tate has Rona season on a sweatshirt. <laughs> everyone's everyone's familiar with this. And um, how has that pandemic impacted you and intuition and like the startup phase? Um, I mean, like I said, I touched on it briefly. Um, it's kind of the reason how this began um, is that, um, I mean, you're just, we had a lot of time on our hands and again, we would, whenever we were on the phone talking, we would still come up just like we did in college, just coming up with random ideas of getting, having a million dollar, even billion dollar, I'll put billion dollar because Tate doesn't like when I say million dollar business. I do. <laughs> Think big. Yeah, exactly. Right? Um, and so we kind of brought this back up and was like, I think we should honestly do this. Let's go for it. Um, we started small. Again, another thing to say is take baby steps. Don't start thinking the present because that's where it matters is to just, just set up micro goals is very important because those are obtainable. Um, and so that's what we did. We started very small. Um, I think I'm trying to remember how we started was just, just coming up with how would this look? Now we did something small in the, you imagine, uh, or the bear innovation competition. We scratched that whole thing. We started all over. Um, and we we're like, okay, let's go there. Then the next thing, what do we have to do? Um, all right, let's reach back out to Marine because she was very helpful during that process. What else? Um, okay. Let's try to validate this idea. Another thing, make sure you validate your idea before you go, um, actually putting any kind of money into it. And so we basically posted on our social medias accounts um and try to get any responses there and so that's how it all basically and tay and i like now looking back we've had that conversation of like wow we did like it just happened it was just like that it went from one thing and it kept going and going and going and going and didn't stop um and then we could look back and we're like wow we did all of this in x amount of months so where are we at april so i would say like kind of three and a half months yeah. I was going to say, you know, for the pandemic, I think it was, it was weird because luckily it wasn't in March. Um, we had, we had a few things that sort of lined up for Max and I, um, we weren't pushing a product, so we never had to meet up to design this. We didn't have to go to manufacturers. We were making a business completely online that was already going to be used remotely. Um, by this time, by January, Max and I had sort of gotten used to the remote aspect of things. So that was very helpful. Um, it, the stars sort of aligned for us when it comes to that. There's no perfect time to start a business. You're going to be busy. And coincidentally, Max and I started it when we had more downtime. But now uh, Max and I are working full time. Well, I'm about to start a new job, actually. So working full time, we're both in school and we're both starting this business. So we actually almost got busier as this process went yeah. on. Um, so there's no perfect time. The pandemic has helped because we got used to remote work. Um, I think the biggest thing though, was we were very lucky. I mean, we were starting a product or a product that is a website or an app, hopefully in the, in the future an app. So there was no issues when it came to meeting up. Max and I think have met up three times maybe throughout this entire process to be able to start this idea. Not much. And we only live an hour away from each other. This isn't not like something where we can't do it. It's something where we've chosen to work in a remote environment. And so the pandemic has actually helped us. Um, the one issue is in-person outreach. We can't put a face to the name of, you know, social media. Like we can't go to a school. Um, hopefully in September that'll change, but we are not even at the point of launching our websites. We have no need for that quite yet. So we're sort of hoping that everything works out perfectly where 
pandemic, you know, restrictions start to die down, we start to be able to get on campus and, you know, see students and meet them face to face. How much of a, how, this is one of my last questions, but how much of a pain, I, I'm so curious about this trademark stuff. Yeah. Is it, is it, is it, is it that bad? It seems pretty bad. It seems like it's, it's a pain. So it's not easy to figure out what to do first off. Um, so Max and I, we, we were deciding a trademark copyright. What's the difference? Where do we use them? Because we're never going to stop using them. The one thing, you know, and uh, I'll give quick advice. Of course, I'm not a lawyer. This isn't legal advice, legally binding don't, advice. Disclaimer. Just don't, <laughs> take, don't take Tate's legal advice. Yeah, definitely talk to a lawyer. <laughs> talk to a lawyer before taking Tate's legal advice. But uh, yeah, one of the biggest things is like, we never, like, we didn't know initially that like, you have to copyright all the content on your website. So not only after this battle with our logo and our name that we're going to have to work with trademarks, but then as we start putting content on our website, we're going to have to copyright. So it's a never ending fight for what exactly you need to do with this. It's also, you know, there's a lot of legal jargon. There's a lot. Of, it's like the paperwork isn't short. And so, <laughs> so like watching any videos you can, honestly, uh, talking to people that you know that are lawyers, you know, lawyers, regardless of what kind of lawyer they are, they'll understand this a million times better than you will. Um, a lot of them won't be able to do the paperwork for you, but if you have questions about different aspects of it, they can help you out without you having to pay them. So it, it's definitely a tedious process. Um, the issue is also there's no guarantees. You can have a trademark or a copyright denied and you just spent all that money and all that time. So I, I would say it, it, it's a rough process. It's not, it's not fun. It's not easy, but it absolutely will be necessary. Yeah. Don't quit. Exactly. You guys are definitely an inspiration to a lot of, you know, we're sinus college students, you know, Tate, I think it's so interesting. You're a math major and like just starting in LLCs, you know, a lot of people would, would think like you would have to pigeon your whole yourself into just becoming a math teacher. What can you say to people that are like, that are just nervous about pigeonholing themselves? Yeah. Um, actually this is thanks to teachers. So coincidentally, I mean, I loved all of my math teachers, but the, my advisor was Lisa Grossbaum. And she was actually the math teacher that wasn't a PhD. She, I'm pretty sure, I want to say worked at Lockheed Martin. She was an engineer. And so she's the one that got me to switch over from chemistry to math. And I think the biggest thing with her was you have the ability. I was a theoretical math person. I was destined for PhD programs. The biggest thing for her was, is if it's not what you want to spend the next five to seven years on your life doing, and you want to make this applicable, talk to teachers and reach out to people and find jobs that can get you using your math ability in real world applications. Um, that helped. I reached out to business professors. I went into finance. I worked at JP Morgan and now I'll be working at Brown Brothers Harriman in Boston. Um, so I went into finance. It's not necessarily the exact route, but math is very applicable there. Um, there's a lot of different ways that you don't have to pigeonhole yourself. And I would say just because the track that you're on is putting you in that path, don't let that stop you from at least exploring other areas, whether that's internships, whether that's just taking a class somewhere else. I did a game theory independent study. I thought that was really cool and it taught me more about finance. So just explore other avenues before you actually decide on that path. That's all that we have for you today. Go ahead and plug intuition, whatever you, when the launch is, whatever you want to say about it, the floor is yours. I mean, right now we still have um, on LinkedIn, our internship program that's still on. Uh, people are interested in there's someone um, that wants a, a unique experience over the summer. Um, you know, you can find us on LinkedIn. 
or even Instagram. Um, and so we are still interviewing different uh, students. And yeah, I mean, Tay, if you have anything. Yeah, I mean, our Instagram and Twitter you know, handles are at intuition underscore LLC. Um, for both of those, LinkedIn, it's a little more difficult to find. If you went on to Max or I personal page, you could easily find it. But it's intuition comma LLC. Um, our logo is very unique. It's very bright, easily findable. Um, our website plans to be launched, you know, end of May, probably around like right now, I think we're looking at like May 31st or right around Memorial Day weekend. Um, that will be allintuition.com. It's, you know, we, we own the domain and everything, but we're in that process. So we're really excited about it. We'll absolutely be staying in touch with our scientists and you guys um, as this process moves forward, but we appreciate you guys having us on here. Yeah, absolutely. And the merch. Don't forget the merch. And yeah. the merch will be out. The merch. We'll, we'll make sure to promote you guys. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, thank you, everybody, for watching episode four of the Sparks of Skyscrapers podcast. Or if you listened, thank you for that, too. Obviously, can't can't discriminate against the Spotify uh, and Apple podcast audience. So thank you all for tuning in. And we will see you next time on From Sparks to Skyscrapers.